was stood up in front of this group of officers who'd, who'd been in 20 plus years and I'm wet behind the ears mid-20s <laughs> with a colleague of mine and that thing like who are these two to sort of tell us what to do and, and that was exactly it it's not a tell it's a give them an, an environment away from the norm expose them to challenges ask questions and we are not there to, to tell them what to do and that's a big big foundation of what i do now and, and the, the turnaround of that initial barrier to right i i think i know my job i know what i'm doing and I, well that's it's not about that and, and at the end of the week where they, they say yeah you've really, really made me think this week about mm. what i'm doing in my role how yeah. i'm impacting my team and, and that's what I sort of get out of bed for, if you like, to have those light bulb moments for everybody. Yo, Ryan Hartley here, host of the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. Welcome back to the interview sessions where I put my curious questions to inspiring people. Thank you to Web Creation. Head to webcreationgroup.com for stunning websites at Sensible prices today on episode 153 i'm joined by stuart waddington stuart is the founder of star development uk he is the host of hashtag leadership what's on your mind podcast where he has some incredible guests on his show too talking all things leadership if this is the first time that you push play on our podcast thank you for taking time out of your day be welcome i hope that our time spent together leaves you better in some way at always better than yesterday we really believe that the best way to leave people teams and organizations and communities better is through leading with love is through heart-centered leadership to show up with values to show up with purpose to really care about the work that we do in the world and who we do it with and who we do it for so hopefully there's something in this episode that will advance your heart-centered leadership and be sure to check out some of the other shorter episodes that I share during the week to inspire your heart and your mind too as well as the previous 152 awesome human beings that I've been able to share time and space with but here we go episode 153 with Stuart Waddington I hope you enjoy my friends always love Stuart, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. How are you, mate? I'm very good, thank you. Very looking forward to um, speaking to you today. I'm really looking forward to this. This is my comfort zone. So I, I came on to your podcast, Leadership, What's On Your Mind, a couple of months ago. The tables are turned and, and now I'm in my comfort zone and I, and I get to put the questions back to you. We're very like-hearted, very like-minded. We've both got similar perspectives, similar kind of public service backgrounds. Um, why don't you just share a little bit about your story with us, my friend? Yeah, so um, it, it, picking up on what you just said, it's nice being on the other side, isn't it? <laughs> being the, the host and the hostie, it's, it's great. So thanks for having me on. Um, so my background, going back to sort of the foundations of where I am now, probably go back to the fact that I've got a bit of a sports background, <laughs> um, loving sports. Like that was my passion. That was, I, I love to do sports. And I kind of wanted to keep that going as much as possible and and I say that because I got to a stage in swimming for example where they wanted me to train before school after school and it was like I like doing everything not just one so it was on mm -hmm. those jack of all trades master of none 
Um, and then that sort of builds the foundation of when I went to high school, there was a air training corps um, youth group of the RAF attached to the school. So I used to do all the sports stuff or the fun stuff. I didn't really get involved in the flying or the camps to start off with. I was just like, well, I'm good at sports, so let's get involved. And then fast forward into sort of like, what do I want to do with life? I was looking at, well, actually, I came across a couple of physical training instructors as part of the youth group. And I was like, well, these guys are getting paid to do what they love to do. And they're, they're playing sport, they're, they're helping people stay fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. And, and that led me to see that opportunity. And I went to college, did sport, um, went to university, did sport. So there's an underlying theme here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I stepped into the Royal Air Force. Um, amazing opportunity it, it took a while it took a lot of commitment a lot of mm-hmm. um drive to get in there and and saying about obviously you're you're obviously um the, the topic of love and passion and drive <coughs> i didn't actually get in first time yeah. and i actually performed physically performed pretty much exactly the same the year later but there were so many people going for the position that they could almost, the, the only person in my cohort that got through, there was 16 of us on vetting and one person got in and they were there the year before. Mm. And it was almost like they had the choice of, of telling people, no, not at the minute, but if you come back and do the same, if not better, mm. you're, re- you're in. So not that that was a guarantee, <laughs> but um, I went away, worked hard, looked at a different perspective, I didn't want to go into the gym. I went into sales and I was like, I really want this. So I went back and I got in and that's really important to sort of share. I don't really talk yeah. about that often about that yeah. sort of, like you've got to want it. And yeah, yeah. it's such a privilege and, and going through basic training. It was a, it was a, it was challenging. I, I was going in thinking, I, I, I kind of know what's coming. Yeah. I want this job. And I was amazed about how the process is there to break you down mm. and then to go, do you really want this? <laughs> and, and let me tell you, there was a couple of questions flying around there. I bet. How old were you when you joined? So I joined up because I'd done university. Then I had that year. I was, I think I was 23, 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, a little a bit real... later than normal. Mm. It's a real test of character, isn't it? And I, and I guess, you know, there'll be many people listening to this that are in corporate roles and, you know, how often or maybe there'll be someone that's found themselves in a corporate role that haven't actually taken the time to consider like how much do I want it like what yeah. am I what am I pursuing and you know it's really it's really encouraging to hear that that was you know your character your experience and and also you'll you'll appreciate I kind of do look at that and that that's a big driver for me I don't want to be the person that's meeting up with friends going oh yeah I've just I've done the same as last week Mm. Um, and in that loophole of of corporate life i know it isn't all doom and gloom don't get me wrong but mm. you are right there's people that just accidentally through kind of not thinking what their passion is what yeah. not having a bit of control find themselves just being yeah, and, and yeah. then it's when you sort of have those sort of realizations and i never wanted that to happen yeah. um, and and that's one of the drivers i have now i, I kind of love to do what i do and yeah. I'd do it whether I was getting paid for it or not. We had yeah. a little, we've had a conversation about this, haven't yeah, we? About yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes my, one of my downfallings has been, you've got to have a business perspective. And I'm, I've learned fast. I've been out now four years. Mm. Um, 
but I, I started as a physical training instructor, then went into adventure training. Um, adventure training, for the people who don't know, the, the military used the outward bounds as their medium to test individuals and teams. So I went on it quite quickly while I was in on a course that was 12 months long. We did the hard skills that was climbing, canoeing, kayaking, mountain biking, skiing, all the good stuff. <laughs> um, but we also did the soft skills that was the human behavior, the team dynamics, the communication, the feedback. And, and we weren't there. I always give the example of climbing. Like We weren't there to, to show people or, or teach people how to climb. So we would do something very basic to start off with. Um, this is your safety kit. And we're, we're going to tell one of you how to put it on. And then you need to disseminate that across the group. Obviously, before we went climbing, we, yeah. we checked everything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it, from the day one of them turning up, it was giving them empowerment, mm. giving them that experiential learning mm. and us being like facilitators and watching mm. and listening and, and pointing and prodding. And mm. you'd have to pitch it. You have to really see and listen to the group. And I, the reason I say that is that later on in the week, when you've had them engaged and they're on the same wavelength, yeah, yeah, yeah. we do an activity and I just bring them into the classroom and I just have a big piece of paper on the floor and it would just have why on yeah. the floor and they'd be, they'd be in. They'd be like, right, we've just done this. Why is that relevant to us? Like, how can we take that forwards? Obviously, yeah. if you started that on day one, <laughs> they'd be like, what's this guy talking about? He's on cloud nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that's, and, and, and I'm not joking. They saying about the age I joined up, like mm -hmm. when we were doing the basic trainees that came through majority of the time as part of their 10 week basic training, they were 17, 18, 19 predominantly. And some of the things that they spoke about on the Friday when we had the wash up and what did you get from this week was like, unbelievable it, yeah. it was so nice to have that impact on people and also i share the, the exposure that we had to sort of senior officers mm -hmm. doing some specialist team stuff and as i said one of the things that i was stood up in front of this group of officers who'd, who'd been in 20 plus years and i'm wet behind the ears mid-20s <laughs> with a colleague of mine and that thing like who are these two to sort yeah. of tell us what to do and, and that was exactly it it's not a tell it's a give them an, an environment away from the norm yeah expose them to challenges ask questions and when we are not there to, to tell them what to do and that's a big big foundation of what i do now mm. and the the turnaround of that initial barrier to right i I think I know my job. I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, that's, it's not about that. And, and at the end of the week where they, they say, yeah, you've really, really made me think this week about mm. what I'm doing in my role, how yeah. I'm impacting my team. And, and that's what I sort of get out of bed for, if you like, to have those yeah. light bulb moments for everybody. That's powerful. You know, I, I shared something recently um, in the home, uh, my son. So my daughter, she's six and she'll ask a question and um, my son will just give the answer. Like he feels that maybe his, um, so Corey's nine, he wants to be useful, wants to be helpful. He's very intellectual. So he'll tell and, and tell and tell and tell until she's no longer interested in the thing. And, and what I'm trying to say to him is exactly what you've just said is that your telling doesn't help her learn. Yeah. You know, it's that experiential. And, and I think, I think so often leaders do the same. Leaders think that to be useful, to be of service, that they, share their knowledge rather than helping their people gain 
that experience and, and I, I really liked that perspective that you've just shared and I, I saw a picture of what you were doing recently in the car park and there was these tubes and yeah. stuff <laughs> what what's that got to do with experiential learning how is how have you taken your kind of military understanding of um, experiential learning and taken that and adapting that to a, a corporate world yeah, so it's interesting when you bring those activities in um, to start off with it, they've got to have a purpose and, and not necessarily have an outcome. Mm. It's not like we're going to get them to do this because they're going to experience this. Um, it's to get the communication feedback loops, to get the conflict sometimes. <laughs> mm. um, and, and I sort of say that I, I was surprised when I came out of the military that the, um, I always do this, like the, the team building element mm. of what companies are doing. Yep. And I was mm. thinking, where's the added value? Like what? I was amazed at some of the activities that and some of the companies that were doing really good um, team building, mm -hmm. but they, they were delivering the product. They weren't doing the service of so what? And, and obviously, as a military uniform service, as you've come from, <laughs> there's got mm -hmm. to be a reason. There's got to be, what are we getting from this? Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw was really missing. And we're slowly getting in there that people are saying, we've just done some work with a company that are going, well, we, we do this every year. And we're starting to now think, well, we have this great experience and we all have all these good ideas, but we go back to work and, and nothing changes. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that I saw when I left and I, there's a couple of things I thought reflected after a year and said, what have I seen? Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things was everybody's busy being busy and there's a lack of direction and yeah. focus or that slow down piece yeah. of, of give yourself some time, give the team some time. Um, but as we know, like I've had conversations with people and said, could you give me 10 minutes of your day? And it, it's mm. like I've just asked them for the world. Um, <laughs> but again, that's a challenge. And, and the, the best thing is, is when they see the impact that 10 minutes could have um, to use it productively. And, and we're always having conversations about uh, how can we be more efficient? We always talk about high performance and, and the link to, to the military and and, and what you said there about parenting, obviously I've got, I've got mm. four young children. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to see the, the similarities yeah. and the stories. And, and when I left the military, I thought I was going to be on a big negative because I didn't have any business experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that thing of how am I going to get into business? And mm -hmm. some of the conversations I've had recently, it, one, it's meeting the right-minded people who mm -hmm. get it and understand mm -hmm. this. But two, it's actually really refreshing having somebody with no bias attached to them coming in and yeah. changing the language and the jargon that is the day-to-day -day work life, if you like, mm -hmm. and different stories. That's why I brought it up, because bringing <clears throat> parenting stories, whether you've got brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, children yourself, you can relate to that early stage growth and learning mm -hmm. that happens. And, and it's great to change the perspective mm -hmm. that's really cool i think one of the ideas that i really like that you share is um this sense of don't copy leadership and and i think you know for any uh new or aspiring or developing leader you know some of the advice that they might get from the self-development world is if you want to be tony robbins go and watch what tony robbins does and go and follow his behaviors and his habits and his traits and go and model yourself on him and go and do those things do what he go find a mentor who but I like what you say, which is about don't copy leadership. And I have my perspective on this, but I'd love to know kind of what does that really mean to you? 
Yeah, so that came, it's really nicely for that actually, because that came from me looking at what was going on out there when I was on that big reflection piece. And what I say about that element of it is you've got to take leadership off the page. So we can be doing all the reading we want. There's loads of models out there. There's loads of tells. Mm. Like through my experience, this is the model I've created. I've created my own model. <coughs> However, it, it's got to have some self-ownership of like making some of the things you come across won't be right for you. Mm. You can imagine, and this goes back to my military days when I learned all this, that there's so much out there. I've, mm. I've never really hung my hat on any specific way of doing something so there's lots of models um mm -hmm. personality trait questionnaires all those sort of things out there you can become a um and it's suppose i've just seen a massive link back to when i said about i'm jack of all trades master of none in sport that's exactly where i am at with sort of learning and development mm -hmm. there's no one size fits all so Yes, we can share and talk and give that experiential learning as a business, as, as myself, but you've got to take some ownership and time of like what, what feels right for you. Um, and suppose you can go into that, like what sector you're in, what yeah. type of dynamic of people you are. Mm. I, I had a conversation, it must have been two, three years ago now with somebody who had a very successful leadership journey, but they came across, they probably get their, their biggest role in leadership and it was all going wrong and they were like what how's this going wrong and it was almost like the fact that they'd gone success 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 oh, oh like what's and it was almost like their, their initial reaction was to do everything they'd previously done mm. but what was actually happening is the environment and the people were completely different so through no fault of their own they'd been quite robotic because mm. model success like if you're successful or something keep doing it mm. but um and i've had some people on the podcast that and you have that you actually it's really refreshing and also quite surprising mm. that people get to such a high level in role business and they've took themselves off to education and they've gone and found a coach or a mentor mm. or mm. so so it's it's that whole process of take ownership and and yeah make it your own yeah make it your own and i know that something you talk about um is about being the master of your own destiny mm -hmm. talk to us about that period of time when you're thinking because you can become um quite when you're involved in a a, a public service organization and and if you've been there from a young age that can be all that you know the external world can feel scary you might start to look at yourself and think what value do i add in, in, a, in a corporate world like you said how did you talk to us about the experiences of, of becoming the master of your own destiny? Um, so interesting question, because I always say that about that's the reason I left the military. Mm. And, and that, I know where you've picked that up from. And, and I, I would actually say I'm only just starting to feel that. Mm. Obviously, mm. The, the actual want of that was the reason and the key for leaving. And again, I, I've got nothing but good things to say about the military I always promote yeah. people that they, it gives you a massive foundation and uh, i just think it's amazing the training mm -hmm. you get the exposure you get the people and um the skill sets but i was i was sitting there i was thinking i, I think i can do more and not in an ego way yeah. it was kind of like a, there was a family element to it there was like if i stayed 
what would that look like? And it would be more time away, potentially mm. uprooting and moving around. My eldest is 10. And I think at the time, get my maths right, at the time he was six and he'd lived in five different houses. Yep. So we, we loved it. We enjoyed moving around, don't get me wrong. But I um, I thought, well, maybe I could do something. And, and I had that passion of we had such autonomy in what we delivered and, and, and the amazing people and phenomenally now that a lot of my colleagues and ex-colleagues that I put on a pedestal are now involved in what I'm doing, which is amazing because mm. they've seen what my drive and passion is and, and, and they want to be involved, which mm. is amazing. Mm -hmm. But that master of my own destiny is starting to sort of like, that was the kickstart. And then I came out and I was like, right, this is real. <laughs> like I, I didn't want to be, as you know, that the, the pension trap that you talk about, yeah. I got to 12 years and it was like, do I go to my 22? And, and there's a lot of people who do, mm -hmm. and it's the comfort blanket and, it, and it's a great role and job. And I always say the military allowed me to have my family as well in mm -hmm. that sort of security. Um, but I didn't want to be the person that wants to count down the last four years. Yep. And, and I, that's not me. So that, that needed a lot of projection forwards. Mm -hmm. and, and I always remember I actually moved units in my last two years because you get like a two-year countdown. And I wanted to get it right. Um, I started up a another business that my wife now runs mm -hmm. as I was leaving. Mm -hmm. And it was that kind of, <laughs> the, the paperwork came across my desk for mm -hmm. sort of 12 to 15, like an extension. And uh, I was yeah. thinking, that's such an easy option. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I could do that. And, and I could leave at 15. But so I, what did you I do? I, I, I just ignored it. I, I, I obviously came out at 12. That's fascinating. Um, I, I, I tell you why that's fascinating. Because I think sometimes we're sent things from wherever it might be, whatever spiritual beliefs people might hold, to really test what's your conviction. Because I had something exactly the same. When I had handed my notice in at the police after 12 years, um, this job that I was holding out for, uh, there was one um, in, in the council rather than the police. Right. same role 20 grand more everyone was like are you gonna go for it you're perfect for this this is your job and it was almost like a test of how much do you want to run always better than yesterday full-time ryan <laughs> because yeah. this would be the easy thing to do and i'm fascinated that you've had a similar test of your convictions yeah also there was another big test as well because there's there is very much a, a norm of leaving the military and mm. that you go and get a job so obviously the fact that I wanted to do my own thing was yeah. was different. And I and I had a little play with, do I go and get a job? And I got through to the final interview of a, a very good job. But I was going to have to maybe take a little bit of a, a down step to move in and then move within the company. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I got through to the final stage and we kind of both agreed it wasn't right. Um, they were recruiting quite a lot. So I wasn't able to maybe go in and stand out and make that move across into leadership and development. Mm. It was outside my comfort zone because it was technology, online computing, etc. Um, and it was over in Manchester. So I'm in the Northwest. I'm in Little Sutton on the Wirral. And it was, if you're lucky, an hour and a half. And, and six or eight months later, obviously, we, it didn't come off and I, I still went for my own thing. And I went to do a seminar in Manchester for two days and I came back and I was stuck in traffic for two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And I just had that sliding door moment of if I'd have got that job, yeah. 
it would not have been good in the long term. Yeah. I would have not enjoyed the fact that I'd left for that. So yeah, um, yeah it was a really moment of realisation. That's powerful. <laughs> and, and I think, I don't know how you reflect on this, if I share this in my own journey, is that when you first get passionate about a concept like leadership, you start sharing other people's ideas. So, you know, the, the police would be like, oh, Ryan Hartley, Simon Sinek fanboy, what does he know about leadership sort of thing? And I would hide behind these ideas to say, oh, don't judge Ryan Hartley. He, he, these are somebody else's ideas. But I think there's a real leveling up moment when you start to have your own heart and your own mind for, for the topic and for leadership. And I understand there was a moment on the train and you start documenting your own seven steps strategy. Talk to us about uh, that. And, and, and do you resonate with kind of what I've just said? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we definitely had those moments of um, it kind of fits. I would say the, the word military banter. Because if anything, whenever you do anything, if you've been on TV or if you put yourself out there, there's a lot of risk factor when you go back <laughs> into work the next day. So you've got to be very careful what you do. And, and like I said, I've been blown away about the, the amount of people that have messaged me and said, love what you're doing, think mm. it's amazing. And, and that's a massive piece in itself. Because um, you do go through that. I remember when I started on LinkedIn. I was told six months before LinkedIn's your place. It's your playground. You need to be, that's where your decision makers are. That's where you should be hanging out. And I was like, who, like, who am I yeah. to talk about leadership? Yeah. Um, which yeah. is funny now saying it again, four years down the line. Yeah. Um, but it's those moments of looking and seeing what value you can give. And I'm very sort of open, honest, transparent with, I, I say about the podcast. So even though the podcast is hashtag leadership, what's on your mind? I always say I'm not the world's leader in leadership. I, I, I love the topic. I, I would say my expertise and my sort of my skill set is facilitation. I've not led companies of 500 people, etc. Um, but I've got the skill set to facilitate people getting better and seeing opportunities to learn and develop. So um yeah, that, that piece when I was on the, on the train coming back from London, it was after about 18 months of being out. And I thought, well, I'm going around and trying to make noises and knocking on doors and people don't know who I am, what I do. Um, I've got no kind of credibility. They even don't get the military link. And the people I was speaking to really didn't know what they wanted either, which is quite a barrier because I could, I, I could do all this for you. And they're like, well, we don't know what that is and we don't know what we need. So, so I went to this big seminar down in London and I was looking, modeling success, like what are the really good, credible people doing? Mm -hmm. So they'd either written a book, had a great story, or they had a model or an online course, all this sort of thing. So, so on the way back, I had my like, what have I seen? And I've shared the busy being busy. The other one was people are getting promoted because they're really good at their job, not necessarily given the skills to lead people. Mm -hmm. And that was a thing that I was observing and telling people. And they're like, yeah, that happens all the time. Like that, mm -hmm. a lot of staff turnover happens because of that. And even like business jargon, like this has been a, a whirlwind, fast track learning experience for me. Um, and, and I sat down and, and I did these seven steps. And they're simple things, time the impact you're having on people, mindsets, communication, feedback, success, all, mm. all the things that knit together. And I was thinking, well, if you miss any of these, you're going to be falling down on your leadership journey. Mm. I've still actually got the, the original 
you can see it up here the original piece of paper on the top here it's now turned into a nice graphic and yeah, it's actually yeah. got a, a workbook and a, 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 a workshop itself and um, so it's been great to see the evolution of that yeah um, and then I, I used to do this activity with some of the groups I had where we used to throw some rope between each other mm. and talk about like what what have you given to the group this this task and, mm. and what was your downfall what what did you see in others in this task and mm. we used to throw the rope around and it, it led to a bit of a spider's web and a connection and we always used to finish off with like one of you let go of the rope and step like five steps back like mm. what does this look like if if this happens in the future and mm. how would you spot this happening and the amount of disconnect you can have and the mm. removal from the group and how that affects the individual and the team so as i set out these seven steps i started drawing lines between them and then um, and it, it does uh, i i've got a real passion to having a reason behind everything i do and mm -hmm. um, the logo has got um even though we're star developments there's a, a gap in the corner of one of the stars mm -hmm. and one of the the first graphic designers i got to to do some t-shirts for us filled the gap in and I, he gave it to us i was like no, no no the gap's meant to be there because nothing's I don't like the word perfect. We yeah. always talk about what does good look like, yeah. and th there's some gaps there, and there's some failure. Mm. So, so everything has got a meaning, and and I start mm. a lot of the stuff I do with like the workshops and the bigger conferences. With I'm not here to tell you what to do. Um, this is your journey, um, and giving ownership to as long as you take something away from when we work together, that's that's the win. Um, uh, and recently, actually, that's happened that. I started saying that we we I've got a training company, mm. but we're yeah. actually far from that. Like mm. we're, we're a development company, hence obviously the name was there anyway. But there's a big difference between training and developing. Training, there's like there's a certificate, there's the objectives you've done. Mm. See you later. Um, development is very individual. Going back to what mm. you say, you take whatever you want to take from it, and we're very sort of open about that of giving ownership of the the company we work with mm. or the individual. And saying everybody will take something different from this, um, which is very unique. And when you give people the opportunity to do that, that's quite unusual. Is usually you're told, aren't you? These are the objectives you're going to do. Yeah. Can you pass this test at the end? Or can you say you've ticked these boxes? Brilliant. Everybody's happy. Mm. And actually to say, all I want you to do is get one thing from this um, is quite powerful yeah. because the pressure's off then. Um, like oh I don't need to pass a test or I'm not going to get a certificate it's very it's like my own certificate you're going to give yourself that you've got something away from this so yeah 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 it's powerful and I think in some of the experiences you're trying to facilitate and give others you're going to get yourself as, a, as being the host of the podcast like uh, the, the phrase I've always said is that I can't not be better for having spent time with great people like you and my 150 to three other guests, right? Because I spend a half an hour to an hour with you and I get to ask my curious questions and that's an experience that will, will, will stay with me. Yeah. You know, every, every single conversation, what, what was the, um, I guess, what was the spark for your podcast and, you know, what have been some of the things that it's given you personally? Yeah. So it's a really interesting one because I was um, actually November last year. So mm. all, exactly 12 months ago, my back was against the wall, if you like. Mm. Um, it was challenging. I decided to fully go on my own a couple of months before the pandemic hit. 
and it was very challenging. Um, I, I'd sort of positioned myself, as you can imagine what I'm like. I, I, I'm not really a risk taker, yeah. even though we're talking about coming out of the military, doing my own yeah. thing. I, I've got to, I've got to make sure it's calculated. Sure. And I decided that I had to do something over nothing mm -hmm. uh, and I sort of do that all the time like you've got to do something and it's that kind of situational and self-awareness and and I thought well somebody actually I can't remember who it was but somebody said that the the sort of promotion of podcasts that we mm -hmm. you probably should look into it and me being me I actually started two podcasts in two weeks and I'd done a lot of research and I was like moving things around and I and I found out that most podcasts don't last over, I think the average was six to eight episodes because mm -hmm. people realize people don't listen and then yeah, yeah. they don't keep going. So that was like a like a real mo motivator to yeah. me. I, I did, I was like, these are the 10 I'm going to do and then I'm going to keep going. So the other one was to do with my fitness business mm -hmm. and we talked about fitness journey and, and to help promote sharing stories to others. And we did 10 episodes and that came to a natural finish mm -hmm. um, because this was the main focus. And I thought, well, I sat down and I looked at, I, I rolled off about 30 different people that I had in my network already that would be really interesting to talk to. Mm. And, and some people had said like, what's the monetary return on a podcast? And I was like, well, it's nothing directly. And, yes. um, but as I go back to what I was saying, that I was looking for credibility. I was looking yeah. for visibility. Yeah. I was looking to, to learn and work out this world of social media now. Like what to, to, it's laughable when I go back to when I left the military, because I was on social media, but just to keep in contact with friends, mm. like the things I know now about algorithms and <laughs> vlogs and podcasts and, mm articles and all these sort of yeah. things it, it's phenomenal <laughs> so um so yeah it just seemed the time to do something because i needed to do something and and it's gone from one strength to another it's it's allowed me to open some doors this mm. year to actually become a business because mm. before that it was just me with my brand mm. sole trader if you like whereas now i've got an amazing group of global associates that brings so much credibility to the table. And we've got a partnership with Carden Park in Cheshire, um, an amazing facility that we can sit alongside and bring the quality and the standard of our training with a location. Um, one of my associates, who is the ex-colleague um, of mine who ran the, the element of the military I came through for 20 years is over in Sweden. So we can actually take senior leadership teams over to Sweden to have a, a, a survival experience yeah. and, and strip everything back. And I know that that will be delivered in exactly the same way as mm. it would have been. Like we, Our ideal is to work with people once a quarter. And we, we go to them, they come to us, we take them abroad. Um, so it's going, going from strength to strength. We're not quite there yet, um, but I think... Do, are we ever going to say we're there? I don't think it is, is it? It's always that let's look at how we can develop and move forwards. And then it, it's, it, I think I've had to say, I like, cut myself some slack a little bit because you sometimes have to think, well, the two years we've had, yeah, it, I, I get frustrated sometimes about the speed things are going, but I only recently shared with one of my, one of my associates that we, we were trying to get some things through the, across the line this year. And I've stopped probably two or three projects recently 
because it just didn't feel right. Yeah. Like it was going to probably come out below standard. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, let I'd rather not do it to damage kind of like I, I want a certain standard and a certain delivery. Yeah. Um that we we don't want to rush things through. And it wasn't through a delivery, it was through the the advertisement, the social yeah. media, the kind of the diary piece. Mm. And I, I'm I'm learning a lot recently that the timing element, if it doesn't feel right, don't mm. do it mm. and, and wait because it's not going to matter. Like mm. my sort of I want to do everything really quick, it doesn't serve you right. Mm. Um so yeah, so that's one th- well, probably my biggest learning this year, to be honest, that that yeah. one element. That's fascinating. And and like if if my guests are, are listening to me chuckling every now and again, I'm not laughing at you. I because you and I have very similar experiences and I know how difficult the last two years has been for a lot of people, but for for going it alone and setting up a business just before a pandemic, having that back against the wall feeling, doing something being better than nothing and great things blossoming through it, I think it's testament to your leadership and it's uh, it's it's uh, it's great to be walking alongside you. It's great to be sharing in your own, you know, your journey from afar. And um, yeah, just I'm going to throw the question back to you now. I guess hashtag leadership. You know, Stuart, what's on your mind? Amazing. Do you know, I was only thinking about this recently. So, what comes to my mind when I think about leadership? I think because of the element of it's owned by self, leadership for me is drive, determination, like what can I achieve? And again, that goes against leadership regards to it's all about other people. But then what I think then is my job is to then bring that into other people as well. So be hungry to learn, be hungry to look for opportunities, see opportunities and make your own leadership journey. So I kind of, I expect that from myself. Um, but then I love to have conversations with other people uh, and to have those going back to the military days, having those light bulb moments for me, it's those light bulb moments. Um, mm. I had an experience where I've been delivering um, in, within the civil service, for example, and I had a couple of people come up and shake my hand at the end of a couple of sessions because they were like, thank you so much for not wasting my time. Mm. It wasn't a tell like I've got things to take away from this. Yeah. And, and for me, that was what, I try and aspire to do that every time. Um, so it's that leadership, I think, that sort of carving your own journey, but then taking other people along with you, but then not in a robotic way, like mm. to give them their own path of, of ownership. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> Where can people connect with you? Where can they find uh, more about the great work that you're doing in the world? Uh, so you can find it through the podcast hashtag leadership what's on your mind and the business is star development uk and we're on all the social media platforms um, instagram facebook um youtube and then you can follow me on my um <coughs> linkedin profile Stuart waddington love that thank you so much for your time mate thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show too and uh, we'll just be honored actually i'm gonna ask you this question which i haven't asked what does the phrase always better than yesterday mean to you so always better than yesterday it's an interesting one i i kind of thought about this yesterday <laughs> i was thinking always better than yesterday I was thinking can you physically I was thinking can you level up every single day and, and talking about expectation and perfect and if there was a perfect world you would say like if i get physically better every day but i thought it's not about that it's about 
have you thought productively have you seen opportunities have you listened mm. to what's going on around you it's that self and situational awareness piece mm. and over time you can't help but get better and <laughs> um, so I was thinking that I was thinking that there's a big disconnect uh, obviously sports backgrounds it would be pretty tiring if you were physically is it is it even possible to physically mm. get a second quicker every day we know it's not but then the overall picture is you can move other things forward every day mm. can't you and the people who are taking that break and the time out and mm. that concept of stopping people think well that's not getting better and it's all it actually is because you're giving yourself it's that rest and recuperation yeah. isn't it and your brain brain and rest etc so so that what it means to me that concept of seeing all the opportunities and seeing all the chess pieces on the chessboard and, and which ones are you moving forward because they're all different yeah um, you and i both take inspiration from the elites out there in the world and uh, earlier this week i heard an interview with jürgen klopp and he said that even his follow-up season to the premier league obviously they lost two key central defenders most of their season and he said that that season was still progress for them because it showed to him the character and the way that they responded and to still qualify for the Champions League. So, like, if you're taking it literally, it isn't better than yesterday or better than last year because you finished lower. But what he's mm. saying in terms of the overall long-term journey of Liverpool and his and his squad of players, he said he learned more about them and their character, and, and he said that, you know, that, that was still them being better. And I was like, well, that's a good perspective. Yeah. And but also, you, know, you, you, you get a lot of them, um, that's obviously... I'm a massive big picture thinker. Mm -hmm. So you're sometimes working with people who are in organizations that are yeah. like that, yeah. but they don't necessarily communicate it very well. Yeah. So you can help communicate that and talk about the fact of there are when you might see five of the 10 elements that the big strategy are moving forward. So the, the more you put on the table, the more buy-in you get, the more opportunities you see to push yourself, your business and your people forwards. Yeah. And, and I guess I'm going to, I'm going to touch on this quite playfully. We've both been to football games recently with our, with our kids. I was on the end of a seven nil win from Chelsea. And unfortunately you go to Manchester United, which you're a supporter of and, and you sit there and you witness your team with your kid lose five nil to one of your fiercest rivals. We had some interesting conversations about that, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, we did. And I'm a bit nervous about tomorrow. We're going to watch um, City. So my other son is coming to that one. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it's, I love, um, it's the, the nature of sports, isn't it? And yeah. um, the ups and downs and exactly the same as how any journey is ups and downs, twists yeah. and turns. And you, I, I get that people get really passionate and I get more frustrated when it's a clash and both teams of, of, played really really well yeah. there obviously is a, a disconnect at, at the minute and yeah. you've just got to you can't let it ruin your day <laughs> <laughs> well this is it you know and, and i and i think there's wisdom in knowing that you know what sometimes you're down sometimes you're up and um you know it's it's interesting you showed great character in defeat even uh, <laughs> it was so funny it was uh, you know a character building for your son too right yeah. And again, I'm like you are as well. Like we have conversations with our children and ask yeah. them to think and give them a voice. Mm. And my two oldest sons are, are really into their football yeah. and it's giving them great exposure, great realism as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. of like we know the percentage of people that make it to 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 the high end of elite yeah. but we we as a family um have just a, a love of sport mm. and what it gives you as a, as a person as friendships of um knowing people and giving yeah. you some credit fitness health um, passion, drive, ups and downs, wins and lo- losses. Mm. Um, so, and I love speaking to the kids about what they're experiencing and, and when that is. And, and you'll know this from doing a bit of coaching as well. It's quite funny how, like, the the closer you are, the less input you should really have. Like, you want to give that, but because you're their father, you're their dad, mm. you actually need to step back and go, it's better if this comes from the coach or another dad. They, they listen to it a lot more. Um, and that's a link to what we're doing in business. There's a couple of really quite comical things yeah. um, in education and business where we've gone in and they've gone, we've been saying this for like two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you come in with a different story, a bif- different take on it. Yeah. But they're like, lapping it up (laughs) well you're hitting some nail on the head and in terms of the wisdom and things i'm experiencing here too because um you know i i can i i can put my son in a position where i know his potential so i he gets he gets dad that like he even sat on my podcast here last year with me he was like oh yeah you know dad's um dad's pretty demanding dad's pretty high standards type thing and um and it's funny so he goes then into uh, a sport where I'm not his coach. So I'm his rugby coach, but I'm not his football coach. Mm. And he's starting to give it back to me now saying, stop it. Stop telling me, stop coaching me because he, because I, because he wants to pay attention to his, uh, his football coach who, and this is it, isn't it? You know, sometimes you can't be the prophet in your own home. Sometimes there's a, yeah. that the power of the external voice breaks down that emotional thing that we put up. And, and that's a really important thing for leaders to better take heart from is that because there can sometimes be an ego thing like mm-hmm. why should i need to bring somebody else in to tell them i'm i'm telling them they should know what i've been saying and what i've been you know it's the same it's the same thing but it sometimes there's a there's a relational barrier that just means sometimes that message gets through the relational filter when it comes from someone that's impartial yeah well do you know i i've got time for a quick story gone there was a there was a a um, higher ranked person than me in the military who on the face of it wasn't um, a great leader wasn't liked and at one stage there was a big issue within the unit and they actually came to me to help sort it out mm. and, and I, th- I well, one I was really privileged and um, but two I thought well that shows real character of mm. awareness mm-hmm. because and, and quite challenging because the people that I was then engaging with were all the same rank as me. So I was coming in at the same rank, different environment, different job, different role, unspecialized, other than doing leadership and development training. I was at a normal unit then. <laughs> and what could have happened is this person could have done a, right, we need to start sorting this out. And it's a tell and it's pin your ears back. This, These are the roles and responsibilities. Are you falling within these lines? Mm-hmm. But no, they gave me a bit of free reign into, we had conversations, we had a bit of a flow charts of what 
we're expected to deliver at a certain rank, what we should be portraying, what are our values of people and, and are we are we meeting this? And we did it in the bar when it was closed. Mm. So it was a safe environment of, of difference from work. Mm. And, and it was that piece of having somebody external. And, and I think that was a great decision by that person mm. who on the face of it was seen as a, a poor leader, but that showed a great step in the right direction. Yeah. And sometimes it does need somebody external to come in and, and take that, um, that responsibility for that opening up conversations and conflict as well. Mm. Uh, it's always talk about conflict as a, as a negative word, as, mm-hmm. as a um, society's put this negative slant on it but we we need conflict we need to have discussions and debate and and to move things forward to find the best purpose agreed i agree uh mate i could talk to your day on this topic (laughs) clearly very passionate about it i'm grateful for your time uh be honored if you'd leave us with a final thought from your good self final thought um this surprises I'm going to use one thing that I've used before, but it was really impactful and it, and it came to me like a light bulb last time, but this time a bit more thoughtful um, is that be selfish. Like, you don't necessarily, again, society has this attachment to selfishness, mm-hmm. um, like control your own journey and, and look for opportunities. Sometimes we're, we're so giving to others of our time and draining our, our battery is like I've got this battery drain concept mm-hmm. of like what has actually drained your battery today and um, but it links into the leadership side like be selfish and take that 10 minutes out of your day to think mm-hmm. am I serving myself and others properly and and to my best ability so um be selfish a little bit and look at what you want to achieve because ultimately over time that will be a better outcome for yourself and the other people around you. Mm, Love that. Thanks, mate. No worries. Thanks for having me on. There we go. Episode 153 with Stuart Waddington, the founder of Star Development UK and the host of the hashtag Leadership What's On Your Mind podcast. There are so many similarities between Stuart and I's story, both doing 12 years service, both having this initial phase of who are we to be talking about leadership and yet here we are having an amazing conversation and I hope that there's something that you've been able to take away from it too if you're interested in hearing me on Stuart's podcast go and check that out too the tables are turned and he asked me some great questions and hopefully it'll help you advance in your leadership the more that we can learn as leaders and implement hopefully the better our leadership will be and and I think what I really liked from what I heard from Stuart is that many of the programs that he creates and puts people on both within the military and and now through his company is is the emphasis on the experiential I don't think leadership is an intellectual game I think we can learn tips and tricks and strategies but ultimately it is an, an experiential thing and the more that we uh, show up and put into practice what we know the the more exponential our learning will be and the, and the more we'll be able to make the best of situations and get the best out of people as we go so that's what i've really taken away from stuart and the and the spaces that he creates now with his company star development uk go and check out the links within the um in the show notes if you want to hear some more from stuart and i look forward to speaking with you again 
very, very soon. Thank you for listening and making it all the way to the end. Really appreciate you. Don't forget to share this with someone that you wish to inspire too. Feel free to screenshot and tag us in and let us know that you've watched and made it this far to the end. You, my friends, deserve a virtual fist bump. Appreciate you. Always love.